Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Romali here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets, and we are back in our fourth season, and I am so glad I got my co-host with me, Pastor Michael Teddy. It's been a while, a lot of stuff going on in India, but he's back on track. Uh, let him update you on what's going on in India with his family, and then we have uh, three topics we want to talk about today. So you know when I when I'm able to get Pastor Michael on and and you know we're a little ways from each other, <laughs> but when I'm able to get him on, I like to to pick his brain. I like to uh, theologically look at some of the things he's looking at o- over there in India and how we can apply them to today. And we got three topics that we're going to look at today. Hopefully, get through them, and that's an important. It's the importance of our confessions. We are a confessional church. Uh, the importance of reading extra biblical material, not to take the place, but to read alongside the Bible. And then we're going to do our update on the end times. Pastor Michael, what do you think? You're ready to dive into those areas? I know you are because we discussed this, but just give us an update. What's going on with the fam and, and, and with the church? And glad to have you back. It's surely good to be back. Um yeah, I think we'll definitely do our best. And um, so we're doing good here. Um, uh, God's been good to us. And um, even as a church, we are uh, currently, we just uh, finished uh, Matthew chapter 13. Uh, we've been uh, doing the gospel of Matthew for more than two years now. And God's been good and kind to us. We've um, New people coming in, new people requesting for membership. Uh, steadily, we're growing. And so we're just thankful for whatever the Lord has been doing in our midst. Um, so it's been it's been a lot of, it's been a busy month. Oh, a lot of counseling, a lot of people need help. A lot of people need help understanding how to navigate uh, what's happening around them, the culture, all of that. And so it's, it's just, um, you know, it's, uh, God is good. So if anybody uh, comes to India, travel down to the south southern tip, come to our city, city of Trivandrum, and we'd love to have you. And if you want to know more about the church, uh, please visit redemptionhill.in, or you can just email me at michaelterry at gmail.com, and it'd be great to hear from you guys. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to come down to India. Can you guys send for me? I'll go down in a minute, brother. Um <laughs> Yeah, Pastor, uh, same here, Pastor Gromaldi at Gmail. Um, any questions, concerns, anything like that, give us a give us a shout out. Mike, uh, Pastor Michael, your sermons are on your website and stuff like that also, or? Yes, yes, okay, they are. Yeah, and same here, so that's good. Okay, well, we got, uh, if we're going to try to get into this, when we got, we got on on the pre-show today and we were saying, what, you know, what are we going to talk about and stuff? And today's Thursday for me, I got to go into the prisons and preach today, so I'm just excited about that. But I'm, I am excited about doing this show with Michael. So we went over, we, we talked about three topics. 
Now, the first one is an interesting topic, and I, I want to definitely ask Michael about this. Why is it important to have confessions? And, and that's the, the question I want to ask, because I, I think that I don't know, Pastor Michael, how it is there as far as the people will go on websites and see what the church believes. And a lot of websites that we see here in America, if you go on them, you really don't know, you really don't know what a church believes, what they're about. So I think confessions are important. Now, right now, I'm, I'm kind of mixing. I know statements of faith, that's, that's important. But I think statements of faith that you go on the website should come from a sound biblical confession. Right, right Pastor Michael? So talk to us about why it's important for churches to be confessional, and that should carry over into at least statements of faith and, and what a church believes. Is that a fair question? Yes, it is. And, um, I, and, and it's interesting to talk about this. So maybe I'll give a context um, from, from where I am and so people can understand uh, how I'm approaching this whole topic. And uh, for, 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 for everyone listening to us, this is all quite new to me. Um, of course, I've read the confessions. I've uh, I've known. I've you know studied a little bit of church history and read it through, and I've heard sermons. I've uh, you know I've read a lot about it, but it's new to me in the sense of you know just what you were talking about. Why is it important? Should churches be confessional and things like that? So um, I come from a place where the the culture of churches here majorly don't have confessional statements. There's no statement of faith. That's not uh, common. Uh, it's, um, uh, if you go to the website, you know, the best, uh, what we believe section of the website will tell you is maybe as far as we believe in Jesus, uh, we fear the Lord and we want to disciple the nations. You know, it's, it's very uh, vague. It's very broad. Uh, no, nothing specific. So that's pretty much what it looks like. And um, and so you really don't know what a church believes. And part of the reason for that is because there is a, uh, there is a fear among churches at large that if you were to pen down a particular statement, then you are not allowing yourself freedom to change or modify or... Uh, you know, and so, in fact, in in a lot of the churches here, there's no screening before people are put in front of the pulpit. Anybody can, you know, if if you want, you can invite anybody to preach. And so, all of that is seen as a lot of freedom, and it is. And um, so, I think Mike, the culture here is just not for statement of faith or uh, anything of uh, the sort. Well, the same thing here in America, when you go on these websites, they're very vague. I mean, there, there's no, like we have the 1689 confession on our website. We have the um, Chicago uh, statement on biblical inerrancy because we want to be succinct. But here in America, churches don't want to be succinct. We want to be broad in what we believe. And in fact, just to back up your point, because I like to give biblical references. I believe the first confession 
I mean, as far as um, churches, was in Acts 15, when Paul went down and met with the Jerusalem council and says, listen, this is, you know, in, with the Gentiles and the Jews, and they actually made a statement of faith. I mean, they said, hey, we're going to go this way. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, let's not eat nothing strangled to idol, idols and things like that. But they actually came down with, I believe, um, as far as the church goes, a confession of of their faith. Uh, would you agree with that, Pastor Michael? Yes, I would. And in fact, you know, in fact, uh, with my own church, with us here, uh, one of the things that we've been asking is why are churches generally so averse, so so uh, pushing back on such statements of faith? Why? What's the reason behind that? And as far as I can tell, it traces back to this need or desire for a freedom to be able to believe different things or even go so far as to be able to have the freedom to interpret different things, you know. And so um, putting things down on a paper as a system of belief seems to be legalism for a lot of people. But what happens as a result of that is you just don't have orthodoxy. You don't have, an, which is exactly what you were saying. When Paul writes his letters to all the churches, he constantly asks them to preserve the teaching that they have been taught. To, to not sway, to not move away from the truth that has been spoken or passed to them, right? And so uh, the reason, so Paul calls for orthodoxy. And that's one thing you just don't find in my culture. You don't find orthodoxy because there's, there's no uh, founding point. There's no foundation stone. There's no, this is what the scripture teaches. So as long as you keep it open, you could believe whatever you want to believe, teach whatever you want to teach and change whenever you want to change and uh, have the freedom of doing that. And so we as a church quite early on when we planted the church worked on our statement of faith because we understood that it helps us on different levels. One, it helps to tell our people, this is what the church believes. This is what you're going to hear. This is what's going to be taught to you from the church. And on the other hand, it allows the church to hold the leaders accountable on what they teach. That's a great point. Uh, that, see, when this works back and forth, this is very profound what you're saying. The statement of faith or the confessional church does not only hold the congregants accountable, it holds the leadership accountable. And I think yeah. that that is so profound in what you're saying, because when you see these statements of faith and you go on the on the websites, you're saying, wow, these guys are really staunch. No, the whole church is staunch and they will hold the elders, the teaching elders, the pastors accountable, as well as the pastors and the teaching elders will hold the congregation accountable and I think that's a really good statement, what you said. I, 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 it's, it's not a top-down type of hierarchy, if, if that makes any sense, uh, Pastor Michael. Yes, and, and I think you know, we need to step back and go and ask the question, why do these confessions even exist? Uh, where do they come from? Where do they arise from? And so throughout church history, you find that 
leaving uh, a completely open you know com- leaving the doors of interpretation completely open so that people can come up with any fairy tale from the bible has always led to disaster right and at the at the root i think the reason for the existence of confessions or statements of faith is the belief that the bible can be understood in what it is teaching us it's not a book that changes from person to person it's not a message that morphs itself depending on who's reading it the bible is not a filter through which you look and people get different perspectives of different things the bible is true it's a it's a book written to us it's written for us it's an instruction it's given to us and we can understand what it says it's the word of god so when paul says something paul means something and what he means can be understood from scripture and so it is the belief that there are no many interpretations but rather there is a true interpretation amen there might be many implications many applications that can be drawn yeah yeah I, and i yeah So I I as you know uh Pastor Michael I teach 8th graders in Lagos Christian Academy here in Casa Grande and when I we talk when I talk to the students you, when you first get into the class and they're doing some when I ask them to do reflections on some scriptures they'll say things like this scripture means this to me and I tell them no 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 the scripture means only one thing and now and then just backing up on your point now those scriptures may apply hermeneutically um in in a- different areas but you have to apply it to the original meaning of the text now we're more on exegesis and hermeneutics but that's where confession should come from confession should come from good exegesis um and then like you said and 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 then how you apply it still has to come from the original import of the text am i right there pastor michael yes and and so that's what the confession specifically does it what the confessions aim to do is to bring us is to anchor us on foundational theology it's an attempt to bring people down to what the scriptures actually teach and many of these confessions were written by uh strong men and women of god faithful to scripture over the years in church history who have gathered at different points in time and have brought the whole counsel of god's word down to here is what the bible teaches about said topics now confessions in that sense can cover cardinal truths which is primary doctrines that if you disagree you're not christian and it can also cover secondary and tertiary doctrines so and it it depends on what they address you know if if they are uh, in in a specific instance in history where there is a specific heresy or a series of heresies and they come together and the confession was written in that period of time each of those confessions will respond to those heresies by bringing people back to the bible and saying this is what the bible teaches and so throughout church history we have plenty of confessions that were written 
you know, and there are specific confessions like the Westminster or the London Baptist Confession that we look to, the Reformed Confessions, and uh, they are wonderful because they take us back to the Bible. Now, the point is, um, there are things in almost every confession that we may not agree with today, right? So, uh, for example, there are things that they write about the Pope uh, or the way they write about the Catholic Church at that time that is, uh, you know, starkly opposite of how we would put it today. You know, there are confessions which uh, talk about the Pope as the Antichrist and uh, seeing it in a very specific sense. So the point being, the reason we go back to confessions is because throughout history, God has raised strong men and women um, in every church who have served faithfully. And at many circumstances, the leaders of churches, these men have come together and uh, made these confessions and they've written it down and they've passed it on to us. And so they are great and wonderful resources for us to um, land on what we believe as a church. And so there are churches that would not prescribe to a confession specifically, but they would derive their own statement of faith from these confessions. Uh, and so that's what we started with. We, we, we made our own statement of faith when we planted the church. But recently, I have found myself making my way through the 1689 London Baptist Confession, studying it through. And we've been having conversations on whether as a church we want to move to that confession and hold a historic confession and uh, be blessed by it. Yeah, and I, I hope that maybe I can convince you since it's on our website and since <laughs> your church takes care of our website. So I would, <laughs> and I think, and I think when you, uh, in fact, um, one of our elders, uh, Dana Baldwin, right now um, is going through the 1689 in our Sunday morning uh, Bible study. And, and and he's extensively going through it. So we have three uh, teaching elders that are in our Bible study that um, one is going to go through. Uh, one is, I think, finishing up uh, Second Peter and Jude. And then one is going to start some uh, sections in Acts. And, and Dana is going through the 1689. And I'll tell you, uh, Pastor Michael, and we got about, um, and it, again, we want to hit these three topics. So uh, we got about uh, three or four or five minutes left on the confession. But I'll tell you, when you study the when when you study the 1689, and and Dana's using all these scripture, it's really you can tell that the confession is governed by the Word of God. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know, they'll make a statement. And there'll be, and I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, there'll be 25 scriptures. Sometimes there is 25 scriptures after that statement. And they want you to, the statement that they make, they want it to be governed by God's word. So I'm going to give you about three or four minutes to close out your thoughts on confessions. And then I'll close out the segment. And then our next segment is going to be the importance of reading extra biblical material, not to take the place alongside the Bible, and that be the following week. So take three minutes and give us the importance of confessions. Yeah, I I know churches here where pastors walk up to their pulpits and teach the people that uh, since God made both 
man and woman in his image that god that that means that god is a transgender is a transvestite there are men who teach that right and it seems like a logical flow of things uh, that's just one of the many types and kinds of teachings that are there and um, for whatever reason that happens because leaders and church people are not held accountable to a standard and the standard is what does the bible teach and the reason people don't hold these people don't hold whether leaders or church members to these standards is in the name of freedom but such freedom destroys churches such freedom confuses so many christians such freedom does not create a culture of joy and discipline and obedience in christ such a culture creates chaos and for us to go back to the bible we we need to trust that the bible can be understood it can be interpreted it can be learned and that is the purpose for which god has given us his word jesus said that those who continue in my word those are my true disciples and that's what we are called to do we're called to continue in his word and so these confessions throughout church history is a great source for us to go to where we have these mighty men down through history at several points who have written down these confessions not um uh, not as an interpretation of their culture but as an interpretation of scripture to teach their culture this is what the bible teaches and so going back to the sources it helps us a lot in fact i i am i i am kind of wary more and more looking at how much the world is on the slippery slopes of being more and more liberal i'm worried about churches who make their own statement of faith today not that they cannot not that i'm trying to be a legalist but people tend to write statements of faith today as as wide as they can to include as many as they can but that's not the agenda of the statement of faith the agenda of the statement of faith is to come to the bible and say this is what the bible teaches and this is what we will believe as a church and going to the confessions is a great way to be more objective not allow culture to speak into any part of it but to have the word of god expounded well and so why why rewrite history why start from scratch when our forefathers have left us such a great treasure to use and we've seen these confessions uh, used by churches and churches that have been blessed and have stood their ground for so many years now well said pastor michael really good stuff um we need to be succinct in our theology we, and and i think that what confessions do they make us a succinct and distinct people and Amen. and i think that's important and because today the world is all inclusive and when churches start acting like the world and when you go on a church website and it says oh we welcome everybody come in but that's okay but i want to know why i'm walking in that church and what i'm going to believe so as we close on confessions our admonition um for myself and pastor michael from listening to his colloquy his conversation 
this morning is that if you are a church, let me say it better this way as I close, be a confessional church. It's biblical and it will show your distinctions and hopefully and prayerfully your distinctions will follow the word of God. This is Pastor Dominic Romaldi with my uh, co-host Michael Teddy here on Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. God bless and keep. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. Dot org.